What up? Hello. You know, I go weather all the time. And I'm not going to be lame with the weather, but check the weather. It's hitting. It's not bad. Yeah, it's wonderful. This song was inspired by the weather today. Mm-hmm. I had the, the windows down. This was on, and I'm like, yes. Felt good. Felt really good. How you doing today, Jared? Uh, I'm pretty good for a uh, Thursday in September. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be worse things, right? Um, yeah, it's one of those days. You know, here we are, another episode. Uh, it's going to be a fun one today, man. Um, the Soccer Dad Pod has a soccer dad that you guys are all going to know. And you already know. You're reading, you're reading your dashboard or your phone. You know who the guest is. So we're looking forward to our chat coming up here in a little bit. Um, rolling us in with a little The Nude Party Chevy van, right? Sounds like a party. Here you go. You it like does. this? Right? Yeah, you wish you had a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Here we go. Um, we're down at our friend's lovely establishment on Manchester in the Grove. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company. John, Dave, Chris, crew. I love these guys. I love this beer. Um, I'm envious because I got to say hi to him as he was walking out as the busiest brewery owner on the world in the world he's going to germany for oktoberfest and i am envious what would you do in oktoberfest like legitimately would you just pull up uh what is that uh you're my boy blue i would have some running down the street naked and shit i would have some fun i would i would play the whole part i'd wear the leader hose and i i would i would just really get dialed up and and i would really enjoy i actually went when we went to Germany for 27 days and played ball when I was young, like 12, 14 years old, it was during Oktoberfest. Yeah. And well, what'd you do? Try and trade Marlboro Reds for a pint? No, we did drink some beers. We <laughs> did um, at that age. It was kind of my, it might have been my first beers. Isn't it the weirdest thing as a kid when you travel to Europe to play? Because you were, you were a little younger than I was first time. I was 15. Uh, we went to the Holland Cup. And I remember going into, because all the fields had a little uh, house hut in between the four corners, right? Mm-hmm. You go in there, it's a bar. It's literally, I mean, it, this is Everything 19. was two stories. Yeah. I mean, you could go yeah. upstairs and get Lock- a beer. You can go down. Yeah. Well, locker rooms were upstairs where we were at. So downstairs mm-hmm. was the pub and the, and the pissers. And I remember we were about to play the uh, Austrian junior national team. Mm-hmm. These little dudes were smoking and drinking before the game. <laughs> I'm like, I want to play in Europe. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, yes. Urban Chestnut, uh, we've got a couple Balkan lagers here today. Um, if you get the chance, whether you're at City Park or you come down here and visit these guys, try it. It's so good. It's, um, it's a session beer. I will also say, I mean, because this is the home of where they sell their package out of. Yep. Um, you could stop in here if you don't have time and, and bring this home to the barbecue, bring this home to the hot tub here this fall. You will thank us because this this beer, as far as a St. Louis, uh, you know, micro-brewed beer, it's the best beer, I think, in St. Louis. Yep. And I don't drink anything else during a city game. Watching our guest, this boy. <laughs> that that's I know because I'm usually standing there with you. Um, 
want to go ahead and s- send some uh, thank yous out the door here to our friends that help support the show. Axes Physical Therapy, AxesPT.com. Go check it out. Uh, take care of that knock, that sprain, that roll, that tweak, et cetera. Because in Missouri, you don't need to go to your primary for a referral anymore. Just hit them up. 19 locations all over the area. If you need the help, just go. No more. I mean, there's always red tape, but there's less red tape to get this done. Uh, Crescent Plumbing Supply, um, they're going to they're gonna fix your water needs, whether it's your uh, bidet, like Jared. You, you love it, don't you? I had it sent over. Did you install it? Uh, no, no. I still got the hose rain in there. <laughs> no, I have not installed it. I might need you to come over and install it. I don't have the tools. Oh, no. I'll film. I'm watching. I uh, told you about my toolbox. I got some dog toenail clippers, some push pins, <laughs> and about 13 lighters in it. Well, yeah, Crescent knows people that can help put it in, too. So uh, hit them up. They'll take care of your kitchen, bath, etc. cetera. Uh, and then Chris and Bill over at thepinnacleloans.com. Um, you know, they just continue to support the show. They've been, uh, they were fans first, hit us up, wanted to support. And, uh, they've, they've, they've helped us kind of keep this, uh, machine running a little bit here. Uh, which brings us to the pinnacle points of the day. Um, I've got a, I got a few percolating. What, uh, where, where are you at? I got, I got tons too. And, and what I would, um, like to say is you know i'm always the lame guy with the weather you know i've been going down the ncaa road quite a bit here in our points which i could do that again today because there's a lot of good news uh maybe i'll tease it at the end of our points but my my point today is going to be a little selfish um ladies and gentlemen it's fall festival season and uh your fine friends at the soccer dad pod are affiliated with the company called on the rocks beverage oh tell us more jared and uh i can tell you this um you know all the way from out the wrong side of the river to the right side of the river um if you guys are free september 15th and 16th come see us at the winsville fall festival September 23rd, we're at the Warrington Joe Nichols concert fall festival. Who's Joe Nichols? He's the guy that uh, he's the guy that sings uh, tequila makes her clothes fall off. You oh, know yeah. the country guy? Got it, got it. You know, maybe a one-hit wonder. I don't know. Are you selling tequila at that event? Oh, lots of it. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got multiple brands. We got tequila drinks. Uh, September 30th, we're in Darty and Prairie at Prairie Days. Uh, and then we start to come across here October 1st, we're at Eureka Days. And then right here at the home of Urban Chestnut on October 7th, we're at Grow Fest. We're right next to the stage. Come see us. And then we go down south to Kim's Wick for the Apple Butter Festival at the end of October. So well, we're busy. And we have your whole party covered. Come see us for a small fee. And uh, you will have fun. <laughs> Here's the deal. He's, he's dropping some big event names there. Just know that... Look, you got a cul-de-sac and you don't want strangers or even friends in your house. They'll come and put the party out in the street. You might need to rent a porta potty, but uh, uh, they're they're going to keep the, uh, the the libations and the sticky Absolutely. countertops to a minimum. Yep, bring them out to your neighborhood. Um, so I, I got a pinnacle point of the day for you. I think you're going to love this one. There's audio to this one. In fact, um, you know Mike Lindell, right? <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, is that the pillow guy? He is the pillow guy. Yep. Um, I laughed out loud the other day when I heard this because I heard it on the radio and somebody was talking about um, 
you know, he's in yet another deposition for whatever. And the attorney was asking questions. Um, and here's my pinnacle point is don't be an idiot. I'm going to start with that. And, and, and I'm going to play this for you. Uh, and the attorney was talking about the customer service line. And he said, you know, when people call up and, you know, maybe they got a lumpy pillow or something. And he didn't even get to the next next point here. Listen, listen, listen to what Mike said about lumpy pillows. <laughs> okay. And I'm not asking about the here we go. lumpy pillow calls. Uh, no, they're not lumpy pillows. That's not what they call on. Okay. That when you say lumpy pillows, now you're an asshole. You got that? You're an asshole Mike is, is what you are. Mike no, he's an asshole. He, uh, he's an he asshole. Here's his lawyer on the other side That's saying, you are. Mike, lumpy Mike, Mike, Mike. Kiss my ass. Put that in your book. Put no, that they, in. They answer anything, any problem customer Here we that go. wants to reach Mike Lindell. It's Those so are good, the ones. Though. I want to talk to Mike Lindell. I want to talk to lumpy Mike Lindell. Lumpy pillows sent him off. To here and they go... Or they call about uh, um, maybe they more. didn't get their pillow on time because of a uh, and they're, um, they're going to the pay for it FedEx or whatever. Well, we'll cover them even though it could be somebody else's fault. <laughs> Nobody called because of a lumpy pillow. <laughs> I struck a chord. It struck a chord with me, like him saying lumpy pillow. It, or they're not calling about a lumpy pillow, asshole. <clears throat> I I mean I know people love their children. I know people love their pets and their company and their products, <laughs> but the dude sells pillows and then griffs and turns around <laughs> and he went ballistic. Um, I'm thinking about ordering one. I would order one. I mean, would I would you? order one just because I like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, <laughs> let me go to pinnacle point three. Get it. Um, Get it. We can release it because it's firmed up. And I'm extremely excited for the show, and I really want our listeners to know. And, and also, not only know, but come out and watch the game. If you guys are excited about the soccer culture in this city, which if you're, if you're listening to the show, you clearly are, the top amateur soccer that this state has to offer will hit Herman Stadium Wednesday, September 27th, when Missouri State via the Ozarks and the United Nations via the Ozarks comes in and plays St. Louis <laughs> University. Um, and we are going to be fieldside with some delicious guests, hopefully, um, that are involved in And we're still ironing those details out. But come on out, support both programs, support SLU, and that's going to be a fun night. Yeah, it's um, it was a great idea on your part. You're the one that kind of like... Uh pitched it out w w amongst us and shot the email and they were like, hell yeah, come out. Love it. Promo the game. Uh, it'll be fun because I mean, college soccer right now is definitely, look, it's picking up pace again in our backyard. Uh, SIUE is doing great. SLU is the, you know, is the legacy that it is. Missouri State is the, you, you mentioned in the last episode, you know, best team in NCAA Division One over the past two, two, two years, three years? Winning percentage <clears throat> minus uh, postseason. Correct. How about your boy Iggy? I mean... Yeah, Akron, they're up to three. They're three. Yeah, and we joked about this the other day on the phone. Um, the vast majority of the college coaches that did decide to come on our show, they're doing really well. Mm -hmm. And those that couldn't find the time, I'm not saying they're struggling. But I'm saying they're not doing as as well as those guys. Who does Damon beat the other day? 
Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, Michigan State beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame. Um, that's a big-time win for the program. They got it cooking up there. Um, I know Damon's really excited. I spoke to him. Um, watch games, ESPN+, Plus, Big Ten Network, ACC Network, our boys over there in Bloomington, Kevin and the Ye- Yegley and all those guys. They've had some um, results maybe not go their way recently, but I guarantee you with that pedigree and that coaching, they'll be they'll, there at the end. Yeah, they'll be there. At the um, end of the year, they're going to be there. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. And, and come see us on Wednesday, September, September 27th at Herman. That'll be a lot of fun. I bet you there'll be 6,500 fans there for a college game here in our backyard. And last thing, last but not least at all, I would be remiss not to mention the previous episode if you've uh, skipped around a little bit and you're starting here. Uh, The previous episode, we happen to have a gentleman that is legitimately on the Mount Rushmore of St. Louis soccer history players, the Mr. Steve Ralston. Uh, Just an incredible story, pathway, really good for, honestly, for, for if your kid is playing, you know, see if they're interested in listening because his path was a struggle and he just grinded and succeeded at the highest level. Goes from... You know, getting cut at club teams here locally to uh, playing high school and then senior year, a little injury, doesn't start again, has to go to JUCO, goes from JUCO D1, from D1 to drafted to 36 U.S. national team caps. And then by the time he retires, minutes, games, assist, leads the MLS and is listed by most uh, riders, uh, soccer riders that cover MLS as one of the top 25 players to ever play the game in MLS. Um, and his insight and stories were just, not only were they fun, it was just inspirational. You know, um, and we're going into break here. Um, coincidentally, this is called the Soccer Dad Pod. And me and you, JB, and Zach, who is our other carpool co-host who's not here, we miss him. Um, coincidentally, we're soccer dads. And... Uh, today's guest we got to figure out what's in his water and and, 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 i mean because clearly this guy's soccer dadding at a higher clip than the most most of our usual or most of the soccer dads you know out there yeah because the two that i spend the most time with man i don't know (laughs) 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 we might need to boil that pot All right, here we go. We're going to roll out real quick. We're down to Urban Chestnut. We're going to get some refills. Uh, Thanks a lot for supporting the show, listening. Best thing you could do since, again, nobody's buying us beer. Um, Send it to a friend. Click like. Click follow. Reviews are awesome. And uh, we'll keep them coming. See you on the other side of the break. Catch you. Zach here. I love my kids, really. And when my kids have a knock, a sprain, a tweak, I like to get them back to 100% as soon as possible. I also hate deductibles. I get it. But now, in Missouri, I don't have to waste any unnecessary copay after my child rolls their ankle because now I can go straight to a PT. No more pediatric visits in a germ-infested lobby waiting for permission to go to a physical therapist. Axie's Physical Therapy has 19 locations from Glen Carbon to Winsville and specializes in rehab, especially soccer rehab. So instead of burning a couple of needless hours and cash going to get a referral, 
Take that bump or bruise straight to Axes. Go to AxesPT.com for more info. And feel free to Venmo me your half the savings. Yo, Jared here. Remember the pool pandemic of 2021? I was infected. I needed my own oversized oasis in Wentzville. I needed a simple solution to pay for it. So I reached out to my favorite undefeated CBC freshman standouts, Bill and Chris, at The Pinnacle Loans. Long story short, I have my pool. It's a flipping hammer. The loan process with those guys was so simple. Even I did it. Now, every time I get in my pool to drink ice cold beer, I can thank the team over at ThePinnacleLoans.com. That's ThePinnacleLoans.com. 20-0 as freshmen? Really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you okay with that? This is another one of those guys, I like Blind Melon, that if he wouldn't have died, think about the success they would have had. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, 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 music, pop culture in general is just littered with those what if stories, right? If if this band specifically could have stayed, I mean, would they still be banging out number ones? No, you don't think so? Nah, kids shifted. They have instruments. They play instruments and they sing songs. Now it's all mechanical. <laughs> yeah, it's like digital and. <laughs> yeah, whatever you can tap out on GarageBand on your iPhone. I think, and we'll let him. We'll let him talk here, and you introduce. Yeah, but this is probably from his era. I bet you he was a fan of this son of a gun. I'm taking a guess, just kind of piecing together some uh, little tidbits here. Without further ado, we are going to roll in our guest of the day, the Mr. Lou Perez, aka Miggy's better half. What's up, St. Louis? <laughs> How you doing, Lou? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, man. Appreciate you joining us. Um, Anytime. Yeah, things. I mean, things are going pretty good for you right now, huh? Just in general, is your, your family the the you know as Jared would say? I mean, the weather is perfect. Uh, you you got to be happy with the weather, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely a lot of positives in our life right now. Yeah, no complaints. That's awesome. Oh, cut the horseshit. How much fun are you and your wife and your siblings <laughs> and your immediate family along with Miguel? How, how how much fun are you guys having? Tons. Tons. It's been a blessing the last, you know, six months actually. Starting two years ago actually when yeah. we started City Academy, but the last six months especially, you know, it's just been a whirlwind of emotions and, you know, um, just absolute, um, just hard to believe sometimes, you know, it's indescribable sometimes, you know, um, still have to pinch ourselves at times when we, you know, see him put on that city jersey and city kit and like, yep. this is crazy that we have a son who plays for our hometown, St. Louis professional soccer team. Who's more emotional about it? You or mom? We both have our moments, <laughs> you know, um, I think after that first game in Austin, that away game, I think she got pretty emotional initially, and I don't think it hit me till after the game, and I yeah. just kind of went out on the deck at my brother-in-law's house down in good old Jeffco and, and just uh, shed some tears, man. I just, yeah, just tears of joy, obviously. Um, yeah, just uh, just proud of the kid, man, just proud of, to see where he's 
the work come and the work and yeah the hard work and couldn't happen to a better kid not just because he's our kid but you know the kid's gone through some struggles and, and uh but he never lost his his passion for this game knowing that organization like i think i do from afar um you mentioned the work um the 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 upper management the 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 people that brought him in we'll get to the story and we'll go through the timeline sure um the thing that 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 makes it most exciting or that if somebody is close to the situation or not close to the situation that kid is not there without the work at that age i mean he is not showing up and having the success he is if he is just talented if he is just you know what play me the ball if he is just you know everybody at 14 to 17 has played with a really talented kid and um that's not going to cut it in this organization and that's really a awesome uh that's a highlight for the family and you guys because he's there because he's doing the work and he did the work to get there can you talk about how hard the little guys worked yeah absolutely i mean you hit the nail on the head talking about his work right and the thing that i tell people you know even from when he was a little guy his work ethic was second to none um Miggy, his his he wasn't always the flashiest player, right? But his work ethic, um, just going out there day in day out, training sessions. The kid, I think my wife said it best. He it was like business to him, right? He uh, he was kind of serious about it. He never really smiled early on, and um, but we knew he loved the game because he never complained, and he would go out there until his face was beat red and you know would not get out worked in practice and training sessions never complained once about going to training um you know so we we always knew he was kind of special in that that aspect of of his work ethic right and um yeah when it all you know paid off for him and and uh you know he he's he went to preseason camp with the first team and i know i'm getting ahead a little bit here but yeah yeah I think that just continued, right? It continued, and, and um, you know, he just goes out there and, and performs, and, and, you know. Well, let, let's go backwards a little bit, and let's talk sure. a little bit about, because <clears throat> the, what I want to talk about is a little bit of the roller coaster, um, because you guys lived it, you know, uh, firsthand with Miggy, and, you know, here he is now, you know, clicking up the mountain near the top and, you know, there's so much speed and momentum yet to come for him. Right. You know, and there's a lot of families that go through, um, you know, the, the same kind of struggles, uh, uh, the ups and downs, the made teams, the cuts, the, you know, and managing the expectation. Uh, you know, M Miggy's grinded through that. Uh, what what I'm curious about is uh, the two the two interpretations. You know what you think he did well to manage those ups and downs, and then the other side of that would be you and your wife and family. You know how did you guys manage those ups and downs as well to kind of stay focused to keep things positive. What was that like, you know, especially in those mid-teen years, right. you know, getting up to this point? How did you guys manage the stresses of the, uh, uh, of the pathway? Yeah, so it's, it can be challenging at times. And as you guys know, you have, you know, children that play the game. And, you know, 
there's we had two older sons as well, so we kind of went through it with them a little bit, but not as on the same level as Miggy, obviously. But but I would just say, you know, um, yeah, it's just learning to accept that there are and always will be, you know, highs and lows and and every kid's journey, every youth player's journey that, you know, it's not always going to be, they're not always going to be the best player on the field. It's just not. They're going to have times where they're not playing well or they're not the best player on the field. But but with Miggy, it it was a little bit different. Um, You know, like I said a few seconds ago that, you know, he accepted it as a challenge, you know, when he wasn't playing well and, and, and you know, he didn't always say it he, he verbally, but we knew that, you know, he would go out and train extra hard, you know, just to try to get better and if he had a bad game or whatnot. And um, managing those challenges, yeah, it, it is it does get difficult as time at times as parents because we always want to see our, our kids succeed and do well. And, you know, the key is just, you know, sticking with it you know, supporting them through thick and thin, you know, that's what we would try to do with all our boys, right? It's just, you know, give them encouragement and keep doing what you're doing and, and just be real with them, right? So what's the lay of the land? Um, <clears throat> you said two older brothers. Correct. Uh, how old are they? And, you know, just give us kind of the demo. Yeah, sure. So Tony's our oldest. Uh, he's 25. Um, Tony was our baseball player. Uh, that kid, you know, could always hit. Yeah, had great hand-eye coordination, and he played at Missouri Baptist. And then uh, next is Louis. Louis's 22. He was a four-year starter in soccer at Missouri Baptist, so he was a he was a striker. He was a big soccer player, um, hell of an athlete. And Miguel obviously is 18. And then Cruz is the youngest. Cruz just turned 12. So and Cruz is a big soccer player as well. So is he going to be the agent? Who's that, Cruz? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You so know, wh- funny you say that, but he, he's always giving Miguel <laughs> advice, like, you should have did this, should have did that, man. What are you doing? And then they trash talk each other, and it's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I grew up with all brothers, and I have three boys myself. Uh, I don't have four. I have three. Um, wh- what was the camaraderie like? You know, because obviously he, he, getting into the academy is one thing. Mm-hmm. Traveling with the first team in preseason is another, and then – Putting the kid on and stepping out in front of 22-4 is, you know, that's a little off the charts from within a brother network. Mm-hmm. How fun was it as a parent to watch your boys react to what Miggy was experiencing? It was... That's a great question. Yeah, no, it... As much as they trash talk each other, because they're brothers, right? That's what brothers do. Yep. And, yeah. you know, there's there's a friendly rivalry. and Yeah, absolutely. But when it was all said and done, I mean, those three boys couldn't have been more happy or proud of Miguel. And, and uh, we have a lot of pictures from that first game at City Park where he's coming off and the emotion of seeing my boys. And I didn't realize it at the time, but seeing the pictures later where my youngest is actually crying and he's hugging Miggy and, they just they couldn't be more supportive or proud of them and, and uh, you know they try not to give it to them too much now but you know Louie and Cruz especially being soccer players they'll still give it to them like hey man you know uh, but overall it, it's just been man it's just and you'll hear me say this a million times a huge blessing for our family and extremely proud of them you know that's awesome yeah. I you know um, a, a close friend of the show who I know you were mutual friends Jason Glover. 
and his boys kind of in that same, uh, not quite. He's just in that same arena, if you pathway. Will, pathway. Yeah. Um, you know, he said something interesting, and and it's not, it's nothing profound. It's just great hearing that gentleman say it. And we talked about the work early on in the show, and we'll get more into the the, the timeline here. But you know, Jason with Caden basically talks about okay when he got here the first homegrown if you will the work starts now so clearly Miggy has worked his ass off and and, and he's had a lot of success um your wife you the, the siblings I mean is it the same old as the work start right now I mean it means he working harder than he ever has at this oh, point oh yeah oh yeah I mean he's been dealing with some injuries as of late but early on from the very beginning I mean we told him you know you've haven't accomplished anything yet right it's it's nice that you're you're on the team and and you've had some appearances <laughs> I gotta interrupt there you haven't accomplished anything yet other than starting in front of 22,400 people in a brand new soccer stadium for yeah. an MLS team. oh yeah I mean I, I tell him I, I gotta keep him humble you know, I definitely <laughs> we gotta keep him humble we gotta keep him, because that you know that could go to a 17 year old's head right Absolutely. so and uh, so, no, yeah, we told him. I mean, it's just starting, right? You're just starting. So, I mean, just because you're there, that doesn't mean that you don't have to work now for it, right? I mean, you have to continue. You have to work harder. Oh, yeah, even harder. Yes, Correct. absolutely. And, and well, well let's, let me ask a question about the work ethic in particular and specifically some of the things that he, you know, might have been doing that you noticed Um you know that that most people or, or even coaches don't see. You were, did did Miggy have kind of a uh, an mo or a regiment that would have been outside of training? Be it early mornings, was it diet? Or, you know what what was he focusing on? That as a dad, as a parent, you're watching. You know you know they're good at soccer, mm-hmm. but then they start doing other things mm-hmm. that you know are adding to the to the value of the player what what were some of those telltale signs for him early yeah there was really no um like special things that he did i think early on i think a lot of it was just just grinding in the backyard right when he was wasn't at practice he'd be in the backyard grinding we had a just a small goal back there and um they'd be constantly back there taking shots and 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 dribbling in the backyards and and then um you know it started to get a little serious you know later on in his youth career you know when he um around 14 15 um you know his diet was always decent i mean you know he's like any other kid you know he'll get a happy meal every now and then and he wasn't eating salads his entire life and um Is, is he now like, have you noticed like a shift in, uh, you know, personal care or rest or things like that? I have, yeah, actually I have, and I'm actually proud of him the way he's, you know, he changed it around a little bit because he knows because we would preach that too, like, hey man, you know, you have to eat eat healthy and you have to, you're a professional now, so you have to take care of your body and preventing injuries and. So yeah, he's done a great job of, uh, you know, doing what he's supposed to do with that, and, and uh, chickens, pastas, things of that nature, and you know, milk and and all that stuff. So he's trying to put on a little muscle now because he's he's 18, but he knows he's got to build some muscle as well. Yeah. 
to uh, to compete with those big boys. So he's been down there in the gym working hard, and and uh, you know I, I'm seeing a difference in him lately. He's I think he's he's put on a few pounds too. Yeah, so, that's great muscle. That's yeah. great, especially yeah. at that age when he's 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 burning that many calories with the miles he's covering on the field and training and games. Uh, <clears throat> that's that's really good to to be able to put on the weight. Um, all right. We've got through all the PC stuff. Um, <laughs> let's start at the um, the youth the youth uh, uh, career um, because the, the PC stuff. You I know the most people that are fans of the show, most people that are fans of the team, um, have seen the Powerade uh, social media spot. Right. Um, uh, or body armor. I said Powerade. I apologize. Body armor. Um, let's let's kind of start where, where Miggy started, um, uh, kind of that time frame where he left the original club and then he was here. And, and, and can we talk and, and can we share to the listeners a little bit more in depth um, explanation of, of, of kind of how his timeline, um, you know, all the way up to where he's at the ODP thing in the mm-hmm. seven o'clock morning where we're like the sporting director sees him playing ODP. Right. Start start at the beginning, through the the power our body armor thing up to the ODP thing. Sure. So like most kids, he started out playing CYC for the Catholic Church. Right when he was four years old, he was on the pre K team. Um, even when he started back then, we noticed man he, you know, just from playing with the older brother Louis, that he jumped on that pre K team and boom, he was up and down the field. The ball was sticking to his foot, which was weird. We're like, where is he getting this from? Um, he was scoring goals. Um, so, awesome. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was crazy to watch. And then he did the indoor, right? So you, you play CYC, then you do indoor. And same thing, up and down the field, scoring goals. You know, dribbling skills were above average for that age, four or five. Like, wow, man, this kid's special. You nice. Know, took to it like a natural. So then – Around five six, uh, we started asking around because we weren't too hip to uh, the select clubs in the area. We we were just always CYC and um, no select uh, teams or anything like that. And and uh, somebody said, "Hey, you need to take him to a soccer school at Scott Gallagher." I'm like, all right. So we ended up doing that. He went to a soccer school at Creve Corps. He got noticed there, and um, you know we asked the coach at the time. Said, hey, are there any teams um, that he could join? He said, yeah, I got the perfect team for him. So that started his Scott Gallagher career there. Um, he played for Barcelona. That was their name for a couple of years. Um, them guys were six, seven years old. Went to Dayton, Ohio. Won a tournament. Uh, he secured a big old trophy that that year. It, nice. it, it was awesome. It was bigger than him. Um, so then, yeah. So then he played with Barcelona for a couple of years, um, and then they noticed he was doing so well. So around eight, nine they uh, let him play up. Um, so he started playing up with a team, uh, Bayern Munich, uh, it was a good team. Uh, he did that for about three seasons and then- At that point, was that still a parent coach or was that a staff coach at Scott Gallagher? That was a parent coach. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was a parent coach at the time. And so, uh, so yeah, so he played up for about three seasons, um, around eight, nine, ten. About 11, he dropped back down to his, his own age group. Uh, kids started getting bigger, faster. We're like, ah, all right, it's probably time. They mentioned us, hey, do you want to drop him down? Like, yeah, it's time. You know, so he dropped back down. And then um, around U14, U15, 
they at the time Gallagher Scott Gallagher merged the Illinois Academy boys and the Missouri boys into yep. one team. So FC that's what, St. Louis at that point. What's that? Was it called FC St. Louis at that point when they merged? Uh, right. It may have been. Okay. It may have been starting <laughs> FC. Yeah. And so that was around the time when he was brought in. We were brought in. I'm sure you've heard the story. Everybody's heard the story by now that they basically told him he was going to be a bench player. Uh, even though he had an excellent spring season, he worked his ass off. You know, there were no major issues. It just, you know, kind of his first taste of, uh, in our opinions, was politics. And so, you know, I said, hey, you're going to be a bench player. We didn't know what that meant, or a part-time player, excuse me. And uh, he explained it to us. Well, he's not guaranteed any minutes. He's going to train with the academy. Boom, boom, boom. And so, and so our listeners, he's playing his yeah. own age group at this point, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Own age group. And then, um, so... You know, he gave us a, a certain time frame to let us know we were going to accept that part-time position. We end up leaving. You know, he's crying in the car in the back seat. My wife starts crying, and I'll never forget. I told him, and and you know, I said, "Hey," I looked at him and in the mirror. I said, "Miguel," I said, "This club don't define you. You're going to be fine. We know what kind of heart you have inside of you. We know what kind of player you are. You're going to be fine. Don't worry." And so, and then I think after that. You know, COVID hit, I believe. So that was a big mess. Coincidentally, uh, yeah. at that timeline, there were multiple other high-level players leaving kind of in the same mold uh, that were kind of brought up in that pre-academy age group. In that age group specific that wanted to kind of go down a road of another club slash team. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I would agree with that. Um well, I mean that. <clears throat> I mean that's a tough age group too because you do have kids that are. You know, I look at these clubs and I look at that uh, th- th- those early teen years, and you and you've seen it. You know, with your own boys, and we see it with ours currently. Um, not only do you do these clubs take into consideration soccer skills, they look at soccer IQ. There's also physical uh, attributes. There's you know they're measuring it all out. And a third of them are into puberty. The other third are entering and another third are not even close. Right. You know, so there's a lot of like, I don't envy these clubs that have, especially in a town like St. Louis, where let's be honest. I mean, it's deep. The talent is deep. Yeah. You you can keep going. So, um, so I, I think, you know, your guys' story and, you know, it, you know it, it, the Rudy part of mm-hmm. his background. Right. I think kids need to hear that because that's normal. Right. You know, right. And, and now yeah. you guys, kudos to you guys as a family. Mm-hmm. You get in that car, you see your boy crying and all of us are parents and it's like, oh, yeah. shit. If anybody's a parent of a soccer girl or a boy that has gotten to a car with a girl or a boy that's in the youth soccer system <laughs> as and opposed to it, an alien yeah it, 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 if they haven't seen their kid cry sure. i don't know who you people are right. because yeah. there has not right. been one child from the 10 to 15 age group that has not cried in a car mm-hmm. and so that's just real life and it's awesome that mm-hmm. our youngest star playing first team minutes has went through that and i think people will be like Shit, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, from just the way the parent reacts to the kid in the car. Do you get angry and say, "Hey, kids, boys, don't cry. Uh, there's no crying in baseball." Right. Or do you do you have empathy? Or it's it, Miggy Perez cried, kids, and, and so like now we're moving forward. Talk about how much 
that switch in and I know from afar because we were kind of in the same events mm-hmm. uh, when he moved to JB Marine um, when he played with that team how much did that switch um, help him mentality confidence development playing with those kids because that team was fucking good they were very good and uh, yeah it re-energized him like nobody's business right I mean he you know, there was no pressure, number one. Um, he joined a, a JB Marine team that, you know, five, six of the kids had played at Scott Gallagher. They had come up together pretty much. So they all knew each other, them core players, right? Um, Miggy and Grant Locker, Riley Gibbs, uh, you know. Um, Which, speaking of Grant, he, he had a little pill the other night. Did you guys see the video? Yeah. Totally, I'm totally CBC. digressing. Yeah, it's CBC versus Lou yeah. at CBC CBC yeah. tournament. Yeah, it was. Amazing. He took it at speed from a from a high ball, like a knockdown, and then he did. It was a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, no. I wanted to good. give Grant no. a little <laughs> shout out there. No, he deserves the props. I love Grant. We love Grant. <laughs> that was an awesome goal. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So it, it, he went over there, and it, you know they were playing for Grant's dad, Jeff, and. You know, Jeff just let them do their thing. He knew, you know, what type of boys and players he was getting, and and Jeff knew that he didn't have to, you know, um, start from scratch. He knew what these boys were capable of, and Jeff just let them do their thing. Jeff entered them in tournaments and high and level tournaments. High level that. tournaments, yeah. correct? Let's let's make correct. sure that we're we're. I mean playing at all the academy events in the country exactly i mean we went to orlando florida and you mentioned earlier we played a, a team from i believe weston florida one of the top you yep. know top top programs yep. correct and we took them to pks and eventually lost in pks i think maybe in the semis but i mean we had a legit had your chance. chances in that game i think i watched that game had your chances in that game to win that game. yeah yeah i think miggy may have missed a shot wide maybe uh-huh. or riley i don't remember who but yeah, had a legit chance of uh, beating a, a team, a Western team that had some legit D1 prospects on there as well as, you know. Uh, well, just for our listeners, the Western is basically kind of what uh, Don Ebert has out in California with the Strikers. Weston down there, they are the pipeline to way back in the day they would fill IMG. Now, Inter-Miami, you might have heard of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a guy by the name of... Uh, um, mess, yeah, <laughs> messy. I think Bedoya is a Weston kid. Yeah, yeah, they are. And you know, so it, it's Weston, a very, very good yeah, top absolutely. top level club. Right. right. So, um, let let me let me shift the gears up a little bit, because mm-hmm. um, I want to get back to kind of that 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 family dynamic, you know, and and the the impact, the emotional impact, the moment, the memories of what Miggy has gone through here in the last six months, you know, or so. I want to go to the first home game. Um, talk us through that day uh, because, I, I, you know, the rosters and everything, you know, coaches hold those really tight. Players, clearly, they, they don't know a lot until they know a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about your household, you know, and, and the anxiety. And that first home game, when, when does he call you and say, I, or text or whatever, you know, maybe he's a teenager. What is he, you know, just shooting you emojis or, or something? Shit, are you picking him up from first team practice yeah. and he's telling you in the car? And, and, my, and I want to know about what, what he said to you guys, you know, talk about that experience for other parents to hear. 
Well, first we were we were shocked from the from the first game, the away game in Austin. Uh, we, we couldn't believe that he was on the roster for that because they can only roster so many. So we were in shock still, kind of from the week before. And then you have the home game, and he typically finds out, I think, like a day before who's going to be on the roster. But he, he didn't know if he was, you know, other than that, he was just going to be on the roster. So a day before, he told us. Um, usually a text message when he's leaving. He would get in the car to tell me and the wife that, hey, practice is over, I'm leaving, and I'm on the roster for the game tomorrow. Like, man, just uh, again, like, okay, all right, great job make, making that roster. But, yeah. you know, Have still got to work ready. hard. You know, try not to get <laughs> – yeah, exactly. But we, we never try to, like, get too super pumped or excited with him. We want him to – Still work for right. Still be humble and right. like, hey man, that's that's freaking awesome, bro. But you know, you got to work. You know, if you happen mm-hmm. to get in the game, man, you know, hey, make your presence felt. You know, do what you know best, and you know, hopefully the the nerves aren't too bad. But man, it's it's really freaking awesome, right? So, um, so that's typically how that would go down, and and you know, as the season progressed, and and then you know, that, that, let's let's go to that first home game though. Yeah, because yeah. you guys are there. Yes. What was that day like? Man, yeah, just unbelievable feeling. Um, first with the warm-ups, right? Seeing them out there on a professional soccer field in our hometown. That field. That field, Jeez, right? Yeah, it's kind of nice. beautiful place ever. Yeah. It's like the field of dreams in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, seeing them out there warming up, we're like, is this real? Is this were you were you guys in real. tears? Were you guys like, was it just kind of like constant welling? I believe the wife was that <laughs> yeah. day. I tried to hold it in a little bit. I kind of was for you guys. So yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I didn't want to vicariously. I didn't want to lose my man card by you know balling <laughs> balling in, in the stadium. Yeah. But uh, did, did she you have your, did you have your boys with you as well? Oh yeah, all yeah. three. So all three were there, and and uh, you know the wife and I and. Uh, no, so just seeing him out in warm-ups and then, um, yeah, just seeing him. He came in that game, right? Yeah. I'm having a hard time getting I think old, so. I so think yeah, he came in late For a couple game. minutes. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, he did come in, yeah, because then he's on the sidelines, and, and then it's hard to concentrate because our phones start blowing up, right? So everybody who's watching from home is, is – texting us and blowing our phones <laughs> Yeah, up. they're probably like, yeah. uh, do you know your son's in? Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. I'm not talking <laughs> to you later. That's pretty much it. I mean, I had, you know, those first few games, I had to just put my phone away on oh, vibrate. Even the car. And like, he's coming in, he's coming in. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. here. <laughs> I'm well, here, well uh, and then we'll get to this, and I know we're probably getting close to a break, but can, and maybe I'll set it up like this. Let's fast forward a little bit to later in the fall. And uh, we're going to go ahead and graduate, eh, not later in the fall, but later in the year. We're going to graduate high school on a Thursday, and then we're going to get that first goal on a Saturday. Um, His celebration and his utter elation with the heart sign and running to that corner and sliding like he's been there before. Were you guys in that corner? Hold on. Here's what we're going to do. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to refill. We're going to keep people on the hook a little bit. Yeah. We're going to roll out real quick um, because I definitely want to spend some time on that one. Um, we're going to be right back with Lou and what happened after the goal and more. So thanks to our friends down at Urban Chestnut for hosting. We're going to grab some more of that beer you have and we'll be right back.
Crescent Plumbing Supply helps save marriages. Really, as families grow, kitchen and bath needs change rapidly. Designing and choosing the right fixtures takes way more skill than just scrolling Pinterest. Staying on budget and avoiding those foreign language order sheets, that's not easy. Lucky for you, the local team at Crescent Plumbing Supply, they are experts. They can help you ditch the baby's tub for a teenage shower and upsize that kitchen sink for all those tumblers, rosé glasses, and sports water bottles. So, when you're ready for that kitchen or bath makeover, go to crescentsupply.com. That's crescentsupply.com. It's cheaper than a therapist. We're back. I've been biting at the bit. It's, it's chomping at the bit. I've been. <laughs> you're right, but I've been biting at it too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the Balkans. My, my wife always <laughs> motherfucks me about all the shit that I get wrong saying, and I'm like, "You're wrong," and. I was wrong there. That's well, funny. You say, <laughs> I say shit wrong all the time. You said something in the uh, <laughs> Tim Leonard episode that Kim was listening to, and uh, she texted it to me, and I'm not, I'm not going to repeat it because I want people to go back and check it out. She's like, did he really just say that? I'm like, yes. We're, this is a text exchange. <laughs> I go, yes. Why? She goes, why did you not say anything? I said, why would I say Because <laughs> I want him to look like a freaking idiot. Thanks, Kim, with two M's. She's like, did you even look at him in the face in person? I'm like, no, I didn't need to. That's Jared. He knew. It's fine. It's it's part of my personality. It's 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 why we have fans. Because <laughs> they're like, this idiot, How, who gave him a microphone? It's really funny because there's like a split camp of, uh, you know, my circle of people. <clears throat> who all like me <laughs> that are I, half i said split camp <laughs> and it's funny because they like legitimately they peg you for <clears throat> what we're talking about now and then our friend zach they peg him for what you would expect to peg him for the cerebral side the, the, the well slower. thought out vocabulary is just he seems excellent. more em- he's more empathetic <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, you got it. Um, so what do you think, Lou, man? You having fun? Good times. Yeah, my kind of party. Sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> what do you think of the beer down here, by the way? It's excellent. Yeah, if you guys, yeah, they're right. You need Grab to get down here and try this Balkan. Yep. It's, uh, I'm thinking about grabbing a case to go. Here there you go. Really, for sure. <clears throat> really, I mean, it really is. I mean, if, you, if you're yeah, a beer drinker and you don't want 7,000 flavors of fruit and botanicals in your beer... Urban Chestnut. That's the one. We've said it time and time again. It is what it is. We cut out... Um, setting the stage. Setting the stage. Yeah, you tried to jump the gun. You were you were biting at the bed. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily think I uh, jumped the gun. Um, you, you, uh, is that you, right, Kim? Um, did I say that right? <laughs> they... Uh, <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, I, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'm chomping at the bit. All right. Finish, finish your question, Jerry. Well, I mean, so we talked about um, first home game. We, we went through Austin, and, you know, we start 4-0. And um, that game, uh, my timeline may be a little messed up, but Miggy comes in and, and hits a freaking – just hits it sweet. 
um, upper corner. And then I just I it brought a tear to my eye having a youth in the game in our city, and just his utter elation and he went to that corner and did his slide and then did the heart symbol that a lot of these players are doing were you guys in that corner we were yeah and just so you know i i can't take credit for that did you black out did you black black out out during that it was a brief second like was that him that just scored that like i couldn't believe it yeah because it was a a little bang bang yeah it was it was quick quick. it was bang bang and we're watching ostrock i believe run to the corner to uh, to save it and he crosses it over and it had to be perfect i think it went off i don't know if it went off a defender's leg and it, and it just landed right to miggy perfectly he got it right at the near post and yeah fucking hammered it yeah and um and so yeah for a split second i did, i said was that him and and then i see him running over i'm like oh my god <laughs> that was him and uh yeah it it was just pure elation the heart so he had an agreement with his mom. That's what he does. That's his special thing with his mom. I won't take that from those two. That's awesome. Um, yeah, if if he does something great on the field or even before he joined City, he would he would give her the heart and you know just to show his love for Mama and Mama Bear and uh, yeah. And then the the slide and the slide was absolutely sick. You know, it was that's sick. how I described it. It was sick, man. Like it was, it and was it lasted great. a long time. It seems like. And after that, we we probably watched that replay probably 200 times in the next week should i see it 100 it. and you say the mom and miggy and his thing yeah. uh, my wife is fortunate to have two boys mm-hmm. and that relationship between those two and your wife and thank and thank you thank her mm-hmm. for letting you come down here and do this with us she has four <laughs> boys Absolutely. and she's getting she's to experience of all of this that relationship between a mom and their boy Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking special. It, it that's is. That's awesome. It's beyond special. She's got a special bond with all four of our boys, that probably even more so than I do with them. And it, it's great. You know, it's uh, so she's mad at me for never being able to produce a girl, but I'm like, hey, I, you know, we produced a goat. <laughs> you together, should say so. thanks. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I for for the clothing rotation alone, you know, exactly. you, you saved her. A lot of money. Absolutely. Uh, Vancouver game is first goal. Uh, siblings there as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They came to those first few games. The only time they really miss is if I think Louie, his older brother, had his tonsils taken out. You know what? I'm sorry. Louie was not there because he had his tonsils taken out two oh. days before. Oh, shit. And so, yeah, yeah. So the story goes he was at our house with his girlfriend and watching on TV and he couldn't scream or yell, so he stood up in the living room and started crying, is what his girlfriend told us. And yeah. he's like, of course, the game that I, I missed because I had to get my tonsils taken out. He here's, scored. Here's 30 popsicles. Uh, We're going to the fucking game. Exactly. Exactly. You better oh, eat he, that ice fast. Exactly. He would have, too. He would have tried to, but he just was in too much pain. It was literally, I think, a day before the game. He had a surgery on a Friday. I think the game was Saturday. Yeah. but. And so he stood up crying. He he just huge relief and and uh, you know it, it was awesome to hear that. So so let me let me shift gears a little bit here because um, you, you're on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you follow Miggy, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that tag him, and you, you know you're aware of the chatter out there. <clears throat> um, I, I'm going to ask your 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 feelings as a dad. When, you know, Miggy comes out of the gate, you know, he gets those few starts, mm-hmm. uh, gets the minutes, gets the goal. 
is is be- very very present, and then you start to see the rest of the league taking notice. Um, and the first part of the question I want to ask you about is the uh, the call up and going to the the uh, tournament with the national team. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've just casually been skimming over everything else, but he he gets to he gets to go play for his nation. Mm-hmm. Um, what did that mean to you? You know when when that invite came, and then he goes and he performs. Mm-hmm. Talk about that experience with the national team camp and and that first tournament that he that he went to. Yeah, so that was another you know, extreme high in this, you know, in his career early on where, you know, he's getting notification. I believe it was an email, um, you know, that came from, from the U S team and, and, um, you know, inviting him to, to play down there in, in Argentina for some friendlies, two friendlies. And, and, um, you know, they had to get permission from St. Louis city, obviously to release him to international duty and, 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 you know they were great about it obviously you know they told him hey you know if you if you want to represent your country we support you go ahead and they've been nothing but phenomenal when it comes to that stuff. does that email come to just him to his yahoo or his uh stlcity.org <laughs> and then and you're like what does it say and does he forward it to you they, or does that email they, they, come they, to you since he's a minor they, they probably snapped him i'm trying to remember this <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but uh, no, I believe that first one came to St. Louis City, okay. if I remember okay. correctly, and then so they were able to obtain his personal email information and yeah, all that. Roger. So then they started once they got permission. I think they started emailing him. So, that makes sense. Yeah, and so man, we were like, so we were we were nervous about that one, right? He's 17 still, and sending your kid to South America for 11 days by himself on an airplane. We were like. I don't know. We we discussed it as a family, and we're like, "Hey, dude, do you want to go to this and represent your country?" I mean, it's it's freaking awesome, man, and and we support you. It's your decision. And he said, "Yeah, I want to go." I said, "All right, all right." So, you know, we had a lot of questions and answers, obviously, for the U.S. Uh, representatives in an email, and basically told him, "Hey, this is our first rodeo. He's never been called up before. How does this work?" How does transportation work? So they, they were very nice. They, they set everything up, flights, you know, transportation, kind of calmed our nerves a little bit. And, yeah, we took them to, an air, to the airport on a Sunday. I think City had a game on a Saturday, and they didn't release them until Sunday. They needed them for the Saturday game. And we drive to Lambert on a Sunday about 5 o'clock in the evening, and he had to fly, fly to Miami first and then down to Argentina. And, you know, big hugs and, and uh, you know, his uh, his cousins had made him a sign prior to going there. We had a birthday party that weekend, and they said, good luck, Miggy, go USA, and they all Let's signed go. it. And, That's fucking awesome. Yeah, and then, um, you know, so Mama Bear walked him in Lambert. I couldn't do it. I, I just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> she comes out. I could see she's crying. She gets in the car. And, I'll be honest, it was ugly tears driving home after that, just Wait. putting him on a plane, you know, at 17 and his first call up. And How many times did you guys talk? Like, let's just turn this son of a bitch around, and I got the credit card. We're going. Not for that one, because it was last minute. Okay. It, it wasn't time enough to, to plan that one out. Mm-hmm. Had it been a month or two in advance notice, we probably would have. Okay, right? makes sense. Yeah, we would have bit the bullet and said, F it, let's do it, yep. right? Yep, yep. 
Um, so, yeah, so hopefully if he ever gets called back, U19s, and there's enough time, we're going to do it. We've already discussed that. Like, yeah, we're yeah. going for sure. Um, LA said, he actually made the short list for the Pan American Games in, in Chile in, in late October. But, again, it'd be a situation where – City would have to release him, number one. He's got to be healthy. He's been nursing a bad ankle lately. So, uh, But he did make the short list for the U19 national team again. Nice. That's yeah. great. That's, that's phenomenal. <clears throat> yeah. I, I mean, it's just one of those things. Your, your story, you, your family story, you know, Miggy's path, you know, be, being a guy that grew up in South City, mm-hmm. you know, and you guys, you're anchored here. Um loving the game and or growing into the game through your boys um you're just experiencing things that i gotta i gotta assume that they were not on your bingo card you know and as they started popping up you know now especially at this point where you know you just you mentioned that he's on uh the short the short list for the october event um I mean, he's a puppy. He's a kid. How do you guys, or do you talk about it as a family, you know, like looking forward and the what ifs and um, how, how do you, how do you just maintain your sanity, to be honest with you? Yeah, we, we try not to get too ahead of ourselves. You know, we, we, we do talk to him a lot, obviously. And, you know, we try not to look too far ahead into the future and, and, you know, let him know that, hey, you know, St. Louis City, this organization gave you a shot. Your number one goal and focus is to, you know, help this team win as much as you can. And, and you know, your other short-term goals are to develop, get stronger, you know, compete, you know, at this level and, and, on a and, consistent basis. Well, right? let me interrupt a little sure. bit because what I want to do is I want to qualify this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Because this is not a unique scenario. You know, there are kids his age all over this country that are doing the same thing. Here's what's unique about your situation, though. It's in his backyard. He, You know, he, you guys are here. It's in the house. A lot of these players, you know, they might be at Philly, mm-hmm. you know, with the union, but they're from Omaha, you know, or whatever. So there's a separation. There's this thing. Mm-hmm. You guys get to see him a lot um does it does it make it easier does it make it harder you know because to a degree it's there's a certain amount of normalcy that's still occurring in your family dynamic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um how how have you guys managed that expectation and that transition with his new expectations as a player yeah so we try not to change things up too much honestly when this all kicked off right that makes sense we, we preached to him about, you know, being responsible with his finances, right? Because it, it, it was his first real paycheck, right? So he's getting paid now, you know, um, not making any big purchases, keeping them grounded. Which is right? different than the Dick's Sporting Goods 30-hour a week because he's playing soccer at Melville right. paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit different of a paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and he would come home and say, oh, man, they're driving a Mercedes and – into the training facility, I said, okay, well, that's not going to be you for a while. Yeah. You know, um, you don't yeah. need that. You're not going to blow your money on a new Mercedes. I'm or- glad we're going down this road because I have, <laughs> like, th- these questions, like, keep me up at night. So, Miggy being 18, mm-hmm. you know, I guess Roman Berkey, the senior guy, he's probably low, 32, 33, somewhere in that neighborhood, 14, 15 years his senior. Um, 
when Caden's there and gets first team travels, it probably is convenient to put them two together. But there's often times Barry. when he's traveling, um, he might be traveling with somebody that's seven to eight, ten years his senior with family, kids potentially. Um, what is that dynamic? Um, I mean, does he just kind of watch his P's and Q's? Like, you know, um, talk about that dynamic that you've had to talk to him about. and Because that's interesting to me as far as being a 17 when he makes the team, 18, going on these first of it, first team outings mm-hmm. and staying with full adults that have been doing this for 10-plus years. Right. Um that's weird. Is I mean, is he like, hey, could you cut the crust off my peanut butter and jelly? Can, like <laughs> shit like that. Like, and, and that 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 doesn't. I mean, that's. I, I, I'm I'm just yeah having fun. But absolutely, you, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. So he was fortunate preseason camp to have Caden and and Tyson Pierce down there with yep, him, right? Yep, yep. So those guys stuck together like glue, which was cool. <laughs> you know, he loves hanging out with kids his own age but honestly the wife and I and the family we were nervous about it right you know going on these trips out of town with with grown men and and uh but but after hearing him and 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 talking about it and who he rooms with his teammates have been awesome right That's he's fun. he's like the little brother um he's like coach Carnell's you know adopted son they That's really fun. look out for him and 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 you know make sure he's doing what he's supposed to be doing and We've had zero issues, and you know he enjoys it. And uh, those guys really take care of him. He knows he's not allowed to to go out to any bars or, or sit at the hotel lobby bar yeah, and have any yeah, beers yeah, or anything like yeah. that. He's you know because we we explain to him, hey, there's consequences for your actions. You're 18, right? I know what I was doing when I was 18. It yep. wasn't well. You were from South City, stuff. exactly. <laughs> I know what you were doing right. at 18. I may have been I running from city actually, cops a time or two. I, I actually know what you were probably doing at 13. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, exactly. but the funny thing is, <laughs> exactly. is I mean, that, that's just a phenomenal deal. And, and being a, a guy that's a fan of the organization from afar, mm-hmm. um, probably the best thing for a kid like that is there's not a lot of esta- there's a lot of established pros but there's not a lot of egos involved it seems like to me the organization has done such a good job with okay it's 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 the team it, it, it's we have the common goal and a lot of times in professional sports you have these egos you know like Willie Mays Hayes you know type yeah uh, I, I just it, yeah and it's, actually it's what, interesting well my question along those lines is who who's he gravitate towards like who in in these early months like can you say is you know an, an influence on him at an elevated le- level and why out of out of that crew so i think early on he enjoyed hanging out with uh with Isaac because they're pretty much the same age Isaac yeah. Jensen who just um went on loan i think back to Sweden or whatever yep, yep. but so those two would would click up a lot cuz i think Isaac was 19 so mm-hmm. um he would try to room with him a lot because they shared a lot of the same things. They were both under 21. They couldn't go out and, and do much, so they would just you know go to dinner and all that. But but I think I think individually, I can't pick one player out. I think they've all been great towards him, man. They they just all keep an eye out for him. Uh, you know, he's mentioned Kyle a few times. That's that's a really great role model for him and mentor and. You know, Missouri State. You know, why mm-hmm. that That's, mm-hmm. you know why that is. Because he's, he's Canadian. Because he's a bear. No, because he's, he's a friendly. He's Canadian. Canadians love everybody. <laughs> it's group hugs, eh? You know what I'm talking about, Hat. You, you know, you know, a mutual friend of ours, big, uh, big, big Andy Hatley. 
He, people My are boy. good. People are good. The Bears are good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the other part of the question I started to lay out earlier, and, you know, and we, we talked about his um, national team experience. Uh, going back to Twitter and the projections and, you know, you got guys like Manuel Veth on there who is really big in trying to uh, evaluate U.S. talent in regards to German relationships, things like that. Your your son's name is popping up on these prospect lists that you know it's all it's all public and it's all hearsay, but you know you're looking at uh, market values of a million, two million, and you know higher at different points and uh, teams you know all across Europe that are like, whoa, here's a possibility. What is what is that? What does that do to you as a dad when you read that stuff and? You know, and, and and how do you how do you manage kind of the chaos that is this meteoric rise that that he's experiencing? Um, you know, because media is brutal, mm-hmm. and especially when you start to see things like that, um, you guys seem super grounded. What's what's the secret? Yeah, so we obviously, you know, you mentioned Twitter and media. We try to take the good with the bad and. You know, with Miggy, we try not to buy into all that stuff too much. You know, like I said, and I'll keep, you know, saying it till I'm blue in the face. With him especially, it, it's his focus is is to get better and, and help this team win right now. Currently, all that stuff that they write and print, whether good or bad, you know, we try to stay away from it now because um, honestly, it you know, we don't know how much truth there is to it. It's nice that he's getting mentioned. Don't get me wrong. Sure. It's, it's cool that they talk about Miggy and, and, and bring his name up and, and mention values and all that. And, but we try not to, to, to immerse ourselves in that too much, you know, and that all just goes back to, you know, you know, with him, it's just, hey, dude, stay humble, stay hungry. Work hard. Whatever happens in the future happens, but yeah. your short-term goal right now is, is getting better and helping this team win St. Louis City. They gave you your first shot. This organization has been nothing but, but – um, awesome towards us and my family and and uh, you know playing for the hometown team that's that's mainly our focus and his focus right now is you know is is, is playing in the MLS playing for St. Louis City as long as he wants to and hopefully get better and keep growing and, and uh, see what happens that's awesome mm-hmm. what's your favorite restaurant at uh, City Park <laughs> now Man. we're getting into now we're gonna do go deep dude What's, yeah. What's I mean, or do you just eat before you go? We do. So we eat before, okay. and and our spot is the uh, is it the Shake Shack? Okay. Is 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 uh, a favorite spot right in the there. valley? No, on the way to the 170 in Ladue there. Okay. So we just uh, talked about Shake Shack the other yeah. day. But we have been to the Valley location as well. But um, man, I don't know. Yeah, eighteen dollars for a double cheeseburger and a fry. Oh, pricey. Oh, pricey. But it is. Uh, you know, it's a good burger. It is. It's good. It's a very good burger. But and it's crinkle yeah. cut. I mean, you can't. That's my. That's the <laughs> exactly. Best it is ever. the crinkle cut. So, um, what, so what? What? What is the game day routine? So when it's a Saturday evening game, we've had uh, like a funny story sitting at the same table. We had Tom Strunk on. Uh, who is the most delightful guy to ever talk to. And he's got a little bit of an uh, abnormal game day routine with what he does with his family leading up to the game because he's a fan first, family guy, you know, first. 
um, what do the Perez's do on a on an evening Saturday game? I mean, what what, what do we do in the morning? Do we yeah. do we lift the flag? Do we do we? <laughs> you know, do you burn so the incense? Do, yeah. do you pull out the Jobu uh, statues? <laughs> it usually starts with breakfast. Okay. Um, you know. Um, the original Pancake House in the oh, Valley, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's we the best love, bacon in St. Louis. It's we love good. that spot. It is good. You know, and I may or may not have some family members that work there. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely go to breakfast, and then, you know, it's pretty much just a chill day unless Cruz has some games. Now the season has started, but yep. prior to that, um, yeah, just a chill day, a lot of hype talk, a lot of trying to, you know, hype Miguel up before the game and making sure he's he's eating a Is he a, a body is he a body get the blood moving guy early or is he a kind of uh curtains drawn Slow sleep roll. until uh, evening? You know, he'll probably sleep in a little bit on Saturdays, yeah. You know, not too bad, ten o'clock, okay. you know. But, that ain't bad. but then, you know, they have to be down there obviously a few hours before game time yeah, yeah, absolutely. and, and uh, get down there and no, we just make sure he gets a, a good good meal in him and you know, gets hydrated and which he normally does anyway and And, and, and then uh, it's Shake Shack for you guys on one seventy. Right. Yeah. Do, do you make it? Us, yeah. Hey, Mickey, cover your nose. Yeah. You don't want to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. He he loves that place too when he's not playing or training. But uh yeah. But uh no, it's 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 no funny rituals or anything like that. I mean it's <clears> it's it's pretty chill. I mean, we we get a little nervous at times, especially if he's rostered. Like, all right, who's uh, you know, we'll try to check out who they're playing and and who are their best players are. And the Nashville game, we were really nervous. We all traveled down there and like, oh man, you know, he's going up against this Honey Mukhtar dude and you know MVP last year. Like, holy cow, you know. So. You know, we're trying to pump him up and like, hey, man, shut his ass down. You know, let's go. Let's also talk about um, the, the the City 2 team. Um, a lot of his peers are on that team. Um, he's we're, been playing there recently. Yeah, and by the way, they're killing and it. And they are. That's what I'm getting at. They're killing it. They they are. They have. They were a, a, a distant history. They were uh, just a recent history. They were out of the playoff. They're completely above the playoff table now, and they have some games in hand, um, and they're going to continue to kill it. Um, what's going on with that City 2 group, and how exciting is it to watch him? It, I mean, it, it, is he having a lot of fun with that group? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, he loves that group. They're resilient. He played with a lot of those guys last year. Absolutely. Um, and I was going to mention that earlier. He got to travel a lot with those guys last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was with them, so he kind of got used to traveling and being in hotels and being with older guys, so that kind of helped with his transition to the first team too but no those guys on city two are legit i mean a great group of guys great group of players great coach uh he's got them boys on a roll they're yeah, fired they're up deep. and they're deep top to bottom and they're and they're yeah. and they're beating people all over the field right now yeah. if you watch them i and mean they really are beating kids up well i mean you look at what they're doing and you look at our first team as well and uh, j- just kind of the pipeline. I mean, it's mm-hmm. how cool. How cool is it to know that your that your son is kind of part of this machine that they're firing on all cylinders right now mm-hmm. at virtually every level. Yeah. Um, it, let, let's fast forward. Let's see, eighteen. Let's go ten years out. You know, best case scenario. What What, what do you want from Miggy as a player? He'd be twenty eight. 
you know, which, you know, prime for so many players is in that 24, 25 to 28, 29 age group is they're a little older, more mature and clearly physically, you know, at their peaks. Right. What's well, two World Cups from now? Two World Cups. Coming up on I, third. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I did the math. Yeah. Um, you know, just do, do, do you have like a, a pipe dream? kind of looking at this and feel free to not answer that too but no i mean no it's cool it's cool to think about it's more or less his dreams i mean we would love to see him play in a world cup one year i mean that would be how cool would that be right you know to, to represent you know usa would you, would you be a little pissed if he only shot the heart to mom at that point <laughs> like come on man just a little Talk. yeah yeah he better do two hearts in, man. But, uh, no, I mean, yeah, that that would be freaking awesome, you know, him representing the country in, in a World Cup, and I think the next one is what twenty six, I believe, or mm-hmm. in the states. And, so he's pretty ripe you know. for that, and if he's not ripe, and and hopefully he makes it, but he's extremely more ripe for the the one that is. Yeah, look, know, the right math, exactly. the, look, the math right. is simple. He's right. going to be twenty five, mm-hmm. two World Cups from now. Yep. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's never crossed your mind. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. But no, it, it yeah, it, it's, you know, it would be great. It would be great to see, right? I, I just, you know, I hate to predict anything or put any undue pressure on the kid. And yeah. What are like his said, goals? We're, we're very happy with where he's at. That's that's one of them. Yeah. That's one of them. Is that a goal? Is, is, and maybe because I had to jump out of here for a minute, but. Yeah. is you know it's so hard to talk about this stuff and yeah. but it's fun for fans and us and, mm-hmm. and and you for that matter and not trying to put the cart before the horse a little bit but right is, is Europe a goal for him it is it is he he often talks about it and thinks about that and uh you know knows it's uh you know obviously the the talent over there in Europe is is off the chains and you know, it's a challenge for him, I think, right? You know, I think, you know, he sees, you know, teams over there, and he's like, man, I, I want to compete one day with those big boys, right? Because so, it's a challenge for him. So so you mentioned off the mic that you're a couple years from potential retirement at, at your current job. Yeah. What city, if he goes, if he goes to Europe and you're at that point, because there's a lot of cities in Europe. Look, I mean, if it's you're going to Oslo, Norway, I don't know if I want to relocate there. But Barcelona, that's a little bit different. Or London or whatever. Is there a city like a, you know, that if he went to, you'd be like, Psh, let's go, babe. We're out. Let's take the little guy. Not really. I haven't you're stay? given that too much thought. Oh, you know. See, I would love that. Like, I would, I would, you know. I would uproot in a second. And yeah. I know you would too. Oh, I would absolutely root, yeah. uh, uproot. But like, what? Not just completely switch it, but is Gallagher and Fuse and Sporting just beating your door down for the younger Perez? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's in that water? Right, we talked about that. Right, right. Well, dude, no, I mean, I can tell you this: when he went to Argentina the first time, and and. Uh, the first game that he played, he, he had to travel, obviously, for a couple of days. But then the, the first game was a day later. And, and he gets to wherever they're playing at. I don't even know where they played at, but he gets to the locker room. He takes a picture of that U.S. jersey and sends it to me and the wife. And and he's like, check this out. You know, like, yeah, let's effing go, man. Let's go. 
And so that was pretty cool. That was a special moment, you know. Hell we knew yeah. he was pumped up, and, you know, he so put that he, on. I mean, he got to keep that jersey, didn't he? No. Oh, no, really? No, he, he didn't get to keep that. Oh, did no. you tell him to steal it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say, look, I dude. guess they keep track of that stuff. I don't know. Hey, look, down tight on, budget. You were like, down on the state streets, here's what we do. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, hey, uh, well, yeah. hey, man, we, we're not going to take up any more of your evening. We might have another beer with you here, though, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and uh, roll our way out of here. Uh, Lou, this has been a pleasure, man. It's been awesome. It, it just... Great to meet you guys. And, yeah, yeah, man. It, it just I, we're, thank we're, you, Jason, for introducing us too. By the way, Mr. So Glover, Jason's my guy. Yeah, uh, that dude's an ace. <clears throat> He's been a lifeline for me too, man. Through this whole process, me and him talk. Well, about he it. acts a lot smarter than he really is. I mean, he's really likable, but I don't think he's that smart. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I guarantee that just triggered a group text in real time. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Lou. Uh, best of luck, man. Thanks, you guys. Know, be, being the biggest fan Miggy has, you awesome. and your family, Appreciate you guys are that. killing it, and um, we'll stay in touch. Absolutely. And um, go ahead. J- you know, you it, it just is so eerie to me. We do this, and we're really fortunate to talk to you guys, and it just makes sense. I mean, you're just you, and I, I don't know your wife, but I feel like I know her. You guys are just likable people. She's crazy. And, and, and to have She's Miggy, a boy mom. To have the I success that, that he's having, it just makes sense to me, like, just breaking bread, sharing beers with you a little bit. Like, kudos to you guys, and best Thank of luck, man, yeah. and, and to all your boys Thank you so and much. your wife, and, and health and happiness, and let's go, Miggy. Means a lot. <laughs> we, need, hey, we need a goal with a heart slide in the playoffs. Let's go, Miggy. Well, i tell you what we need to do. We need to get him one of those uh, SDP t-shirts yep. and let him raise it one day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now you're <laughs> hey, we're oh, on our way out here. Thanks to uh, AxisPT.com, uh, Crescent Plumbing Supply, and Chris and Bill over at ThePinnacleLoans.com for helping us keep these stories coming. Uh, give us a follow, give it a share, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. <laughs>